All right, we're back. One thread at a time. We're in our season two. Took a few weeks off to do absolutely nothing. But we're back. Without Kim, she has better things to do, apparently. But we are honored to have a special guest today. Scott Darling from the 2015 Stanley Cup champions, Chicago Blackhawks. And Scott, welcome to the show. Yeah, it's nice to meet you guys. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. I just want to show you something. Um, 2015 not was a good... Dick, I swear to God. No, that's later. <laughs> not yet. That's right before the ending. We both had a... All three of us had a good year in 2015, I would say. You won the Stanley Cup, got a pretty cool trophy. Um, me and Samir won the Carroll Stream Basketball Men's League. <laughs> adults adults adult hey, so, men's league. so love that for you yeah, yeah we all signed uh we all signed the back there you go it's a little lighter than the stanley cup i assume but yeah and i have a different jersey that everyone signed hanging yeah. up right next to me so <laughs> see nbd right yeah, <laughs> basically not a deal, whatever. basically one of the same yeah so what you been up to scott how's it been going um you know, I've just been living like uh, I'm from Chicago. You guys know that. Uh, grew up here, so I live here now. Retired last season, and yeah, now what I do is kind of fill my time. I'm I'm like, addicted to doing stand-up comedy. Like I I love doing it. I do it pretty much every night. Um, some mostly open mics, but you know, I'm starting to get booked on like real shows and stuff. So. That's kind of like what I've been doing right now. Nice. Yeah, and that's how we actually got connected is from uh, a mutual friend, Brian Rowe, who does stand-up comedy in the Chicago area. Yeah, that fucking prick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. Douche. No, he's, uh, he is awesome. He's got COVID right now. So, Ryan, if you're listening, I hope we uh, are giving you something to do. But That's why yeah, I so, seen him a few days. He's got the wrong Yeah, he's been out. Um, stand-up seems nerve-wracking to me. Um I, we asked Brian, when you get on stage and a joke doesn't land with the with the audience, how do you like recoup from that? Like, what do you? What's your thing? Like, do you just laugh it off or? See, I I laugh it off, but I I relate like the idea of being a stand up comedian. I I relate to being a goalie in the NHL. Like, you're on an island, you're by yourself. Like, you know, no matter what, like, you're alone, and so. If a goal goes in, you have to like get back like into it. So it's like a joke not landing. You have to get back into it. Um, so it's kind of I think being a former goaltender helps my like comedy like stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because that's another nerve wracking thing. I was gonna bring that up. I played little league soccer, and I was usually on the offensive side. But whenever they put me in the in the keeper area. Every time they got past half court or half uh, field or whatever, I was shitting my pants. I was like, this is all me now. And I would just totally freeze. So I can't imagine goaltending. Yeah, but I thrive on that, like, nervous energy. Like, that, you know, you see a breakaway coming at you. Or you see, like, you know, a 2 on or whatever. It's like you get that shot of adrenaline down your spine. And, like, mm-hmm. I, that's when I, like, show up, like. And that's how I feel like about stand-up too, because like it's the nervous energy, and I, I, I love it, and that's like 
it's like weird. It's probably not like a healthy quality, but like that's why I was good at goaltending. And I think I think I'm not going to say that I'm good at stand up, but I'm trying to be. I saw your story today. I I thought it was funny. I liked it. Yeah, my mom. She's alive. Um, but she did have cancer twice. So I, yeah. I, my, my stamps about like my, I don't tell like hypotheticals really, uh, yet. Um, I just talk about like my life, my actual stories that have happened in my life and mm-hmm. try and make light of some pretty fucking awkward like situations and yeah. my dad drowning and my mom getting cancer and getting divorced and stuff like that. So, yeah. And a lot of people cope with humor. So I think that's good that you take, you know, personal struggles per se, and then turn it into comedy and, you know, use it to help other people laugh and get their minds off stuff. And you never know who you're reaching. They probably relate to someone in the crowd whose parents have cancer or something like that. So I think that's yeah, very it's, relatable. It's fun. And a lot of comedians, like, you know, they're, you know, traumatized people and it's a, their outlet. It's almost therapeutic to do mm-hmm. this and like make light up because like, it was obviously like terrifying, like for my mom, like to be sick, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, so it's a way for me to kind of like therapeutically like joke about it and acknowledge it. And she came to, <laughs> she came to the first show uh, a couple, like two weeks ago. And, and she knew the joke that I was going to say about her. And, but she saw it for the first time and she laughed her ass off. And I was like, that was, that felt good. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's all about. That's awesome. I'm the same way. I, I, I go through struggles with, with laughing. I, my dad passed away when I was in fifth grade and I make jokes about it now whenever I can. And people are like, man, what, why would you say something like that? I'm like, dude, that's, I just make fun of myself and that's how I make myself feel better. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, my dad drowned three years ago, like, and but you know growing up because like you you heard my jokes like but growing up it's like and it sucked and it, and it was the worst but being able to talk about it and get it out you know mm-hmm. and like make light of it you know it's like i said it's just therapeutic yeah no absolutely yeah and then like i said it helps other people and show strength and then other people find strength in themselves to, you know, maybe laugh about it. But yeah, I don't know, man. Comedy seems tough, but I do want to talk about hockey a little bit. Sure. You're 2015. You were a rookie, right? Official NHL rookie. I know you were drafted earlier. Um, Yeah. That was my first season. Right. With the Blackhawks and went to the Stanley cup the first year. That's crazy. Yeah, man, I lucked out, dude. Like, I I signed in 2014. I was playing Rockford. Corey Crawford got hurt, and I got called up and then ended up taking up the backup role. And then we won the whole thing. Like I said, I think I played 14 games in the regular season, and then I played, you know, five in the, in the playoffs. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, right for me. Like, fucking, like, what a what a good bounce that I got that I got to, like, do that my rookie year. Mm-hmm. And you had a huge game. Um, who was it first? Uh, the Predators, correct? The Minnesota Predators. Yeah, in the first the round. Preds. That was a yeah, huge game. Nashville, I, think I was... played. The, I played the first round for yeah against the and Preds. Yeah, you guys were down. I think three zero. They took Crawford out. You came in, had forty two saves in double overtime, and 
um, end up taking that game. So that was huge. I remember watching that from here. I remember the Predators, there was that whole controversy. They wouldn't let the Blackhawk fans in the away games. Right. Or, you had to have a Tennessee uh, license to buy a mm-hmm. ticket to go to the game. Yeah. 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 Isn't that crazy? And I was like, man, that's some bullshit. But so I thought game one was going to, because, you know, the fans, how, how big of a difference do the fan away fans make? Anything at all? Well, Blackhawks fans travel. That's why the mm-hmm. Preds did that. Um, but no, I, I mean, I love, I love away fans. Like, like, I love getting heckled. That's why I enjoy comedy because, like, I don't give a fuck, dude. Like, uh, one time I was playing the Flyers, and we were about to lose. We were down like three to one. It was the last TV timeout. And, you know, there's, like, the tunnel behind the bench. Mm-hmm. I – this guy had been heckling me all game. And he was sitting there with, like – and he had a very attractive girl with him, like, next to him. And I literally – I popped – for two and a half hours at this point, he'd been fucking chirping me every time I came to the bench. And I literally pulled my mask up, and I was like, I will fuck your girlfriend tonight. <laughs> And I just like I said, like you know, and just skated back. And the whole, but like it went silent in the arena when I said it, so the whole section heard it. And I was like, I was laughing my ass. I put my mask down, went back to the net. Um, I, we did lose four to one, but um, no, I, I I love the fandom of all of it. So that's fun. I think that's that's why I love hockey. Hockey, I think, is like you know. Everything goes like I, I was gonna ask, how's the trash talking? I want to know, like, you can hear it oh, in dude, basketball. The trash talking hockey is amazing, yeah. Like, I'm not even for myself as a goalie, I, I keep to myself. I don't like, you know, well, as a former goalie, I don't like engage, but you know, no one's talking to me, everyone's leaving me alone. But the shit I heard, like, being a backup, just sitting on the bench, the guys say to each other, man, it's so funny. Like, and yeah, I can't even like express like how funny the chirps are in hockey, like about guys, <laughs> like, you know, even just like the terms, like the terminology, like, you know, calling someone a pigeon, you know, like mm-hmm. a rookie. I find that funny to this day. I call my friends pigeons, like people like assume it's a Canadian, like lingo, but it's just like hockey language. Like, you know, I, I don't know. It, there's so many examples, but I, I find it hilarious. And listening to guys on the bench, like when I was sitting there, like one of the funniest things I ever saw in my entire life, I was sitting on the bench, backing up for the Blackhawks, because, like, that's where I lived. That was my job. I was the backup. And Patrick Kane was coming for a change. And Patrick Sharp go, looks at me and goes, watch this. Because I opened the door. That was my only goal. Like, I had to open the door for guys coming, like, for a change. And so I opened the door. He goes, watch this. And he slammed the door shut right when Kaner was, like, about to come into the bench. And Kaner went, like, ass over tea kettle over the fucking bench. And I was, like, and I was new, right? It was, like, 2014. And I was, like, oh, my God. Kaner's going to think that that was my fault. But it's just Sharpie being like he's one of the funniest guys in the world. Like he, 
he's pretty buttoned up when he's on TV, but he is one of the funniest guys ever. And that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Dude, yeah, that would freak me out too. He, Kane was the big, you know, the big guy. Him and Tay is just like, oh man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're the kings of the kings of Chicago hockey. They are, and especially the first year, thinking it's you. Oh, oh man. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that was like <laughs> the fourth game I was on the team. <laughs> like, it's crazy too. You like the Blackhawks had a crazy run. It's I, I've been watching the news, and you know they're talking about. Kane going to the Rangers possibly and all this stuff, you know, all the rumors. And it's just like, wow, I think like, Kaner's going to get traded. You think? Yeah. yeah. You heard it here first, guys. And the yeah. Rangers <laughs> would be. He's their best asset. He, yeah. You know, he's the most valuable thing they can do is start a rebuild because mm-hmm. they're not going to be good. So, mm-hmm. and like Kaner loves Chicago. He loves Planer. He's the best guy ever. One of the best. He's probably the most amazing athlete I've ever played with. Um, but if I was a GM, I'm not, he would be my asset that I would trade to get the rebuild started. Mm-hmm. And you got to do it. It's the same with the Cubs and Contreras. Like we only have Contreras. It's like, he's our best player. We got to part ways. You just got to do it. Well, yeah. It's Otherwise, like the Cubs stuck. the other time is I called it domestic terrorism. What fucking happened with. Because I'm a huge Cubs fan, too. Mm-hmm. When all that went down, and, like, you know, I'm friends with Riz and, like, all this stuff, I literally – it came out of my mouth. I was like, at least we still got bias. And then I got a ping on my phone, bias trade. I was like, domestic no. terrorism. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so the the Hawks need to – they they already started, I mean, trading to bring it, like, all that mm-hmm. stuff. It's like Kaner's the last piece of the puzzle. They're probably just looking for the right offer for him because he's right. so valuable. He's amazing. He best. I think he's the best American-born hockey player. Oh yeah, he will be. He will be in for eternity the best American player to ever play. Yeah, he was crazy. Just watching him, he reminded me. At the same time, it was him and Derrick Rose. You know, and I was like, yeah. if we were down in either game, I'm like, one of these guys. You know, either Kane or Derrick Rose, whichever sport I'm watching, like one of them are coming through. Like, I'm not even worried. They're going to come through, score. Yeah. Kaner always did. Mm-hmm. My favorite save, everyone thinks about my Nashville save in the playoffs, but my favorite save is when I windmilled Kaner when I was playing for Carolina, and he had a backdoor one-timer, and I just fucking glove saves City on Kaner. Yep. Uh, that was on YouTube. I was just favorite. watching that one. <laughs> I actually I – Samir, I sent you that clip the other day. Yep. Yeah. I don't really like surprise, surprise. I don't really watch hockey, but it still looked pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite save because, like, like I said, everyone talks about that 2015 uh, overtime or third period save against the Preds, but Glove and Kaner was the best feeling ever because we, I mean, we're friends and like, I've, you know, we've on the same team for three years, but to play against him because uh, he's really competitive and I was too when I was like playing. So we had good battles like in practice, but to get him like that <laughs> when I was playing against him, I was like, God, that felt did so Did you tell good. him anything? Almost, yeah, did you say anything moved. after? Huh? Yeah. Did, did you, you say, say anything, anything to him? After? <laughs> no, I, well, I called him my bitch. I'm like, I got you in my back pocket, baby. So. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Crawford, too. You and Crawford were close. Yeah, yeah, he's correct. The, he's the best. I love him. Yeah. And um, I, I watched another interview you had on um, 
I think it was on the Chicago Blackhawks YouTube page, and uh, you were talking about. I think the guy asked you something along the lines like, you know, how does Crawford react when you come in and, you know, take his place, you know, if, if he's hurt and you come in. And you said he was just awesome. He, you know, rooted you on and. Oh, he out. talked me yeah, but I was like, I was uncomfortable. I was, I felt bad because like I'm from Chicago. I'm a Hawks fan. I idolized Corey Crawford. And then I just got lucky enough to play there. And when I kind of like took his spotlight, I felt I didn't want him to be mad at me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and, but he was like, dude, you fucking got this. Like, it's, he's like, this is it. Like it's, it, it's a unique thing when you get to like the pinnacle of where you want to be like being in the NHL. So there's no, you hit the ceiling. So it's like, you're on, you're all on the same page. You're like on the team. There's nowhere to go. No one's trying to get somewhere else. And that's how I like experience like going through the minors. You're always trying to like climb the ladder, and you're there. And he was like, he's like, man, you fucking got this. Like, I got your back. Like, you know. And I knew he was gonna get back and take over eventually. But like, I I had to ride the wave, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll play these five games. And then I had a I had a fucking terrible game five, and I got pulled. And then he went back in and never left. And then we won a Stanley Cup. So he was just such a pro. He, he'd been doing it for so long. Like I said, I was a fan of him. And I was actually like terrified to step into the team because mm-hmm. I'm a Blackhawks fan from Chicago. I still am a Blackhawks fan. Love the Hawks. Hope they get better soon. Um, but he was so great, like so welcoming and you know, I learned a lot from him, and he's probably the most underrated goalie I've seen in the NHL the last, I don't know, maybe 30 years. Because, you know, Chicago gave him a lot of grief because he was overshadowed by Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, Jonathan Taves, and no one really acknowledged, like, how integral he was to the team. He is one of the most amazing goalies I've ever seen playing. He was he was so helpful. I love the guy. Like he was he was fiery too. He he the parade, what he said at the parade, you know, fucking A Chicago just fucking right Chicago. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect ending to a great season. Um Parade was awesome. I was at um that parade wild. I'm sure that felt like a rush for you. And the whole team, that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Yeah, I mean, my family was at the first two parades to support the team. And to get the, like, for them, <laughs> I get emotional when I talk. Yeah. <laughs> to bring them on the buses for the third one, like... It's fucking Disney shit, you know. Mm-hmm. It's what so. you dream of, it's, you know. Being yeah. a, a young kid going into a sport you love—that's that tops it. That's top of the mountain right there. And like, fans aside, like, yeah, your family being there watching you—you know—from a little kid to being at the top of the mountain of the best of the best—that's crazy. That's that's so awesome. Yeah, it was, it was um, something. We'll go to um. Samir's got two threads that we'll do, um, and then we'll wrap it up. 
what you got, Samir? What threads you got here? I got one question, first of all. Oh, I've yeah. Been, I've been trying to, like, search for uh, any of your fights on Google or whatever. I've only seen one. It was uh, the Sammy Adel yeah, Calio out of, or something. Yeah, Calio. The, that's the best one you're going to find. I, got, I have, a, I have a, a bunch from the miners, but, like, that's the best one that you'll get. Like, from that, like, I always wondered. I don't really watch hockey too much, but, like, when is it like the goalie actually comes out and is the one that's fighting? Well, you know? he came like, to me like he there was like a big scrum behind the net. Like if you watch the video, mm-hmm. and I was we were down five to one. I was getting shelled, and he came at me, and I was like, "You're an idiot," because I was pissed off about being like down five to one. Somebody took an Instagram video and like. When I shed my gloves, my blocker hit the right boards and my glove hit the left boards. Like, I threw him off that fast. And, like, I met him at center ice. And I was like, you're, like, dude, you're going to die. Like, it wasn't personal. But I just, like, I was, like, I was already pissed off about losing. And so he came down at me. I'm like, you're fucked, dude. Like, and then I obviously, like, tuned him up. And then the next, I had to play him the next day. And I was like, you know, it's not personal. So, like. I saw him next day. I'm like, you good, Sammy? I'm like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, okay. So. Yeah, that's how fights go with guys. I, I got in a fight in high school, and that, literally a week later, we're like, are you good? Like, yeah, you good? Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Let's forget it's about like, it. Hockey, hockey fights are like that. It's like, guys do it. Like, guys know each other. Like, even the real fighters, like, you know, a Ryan Reeves and a Tom Wilson. It's like, we got to go. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the game. You fight. It's it's just like it's this is what it is. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. And you're happy everyone's like doesn't get hurt afterwards, but you want to obviously pump the other guy. So yeah. But I had that's... some like greasy ones in in like the SPHL when I was like single A. I called single A, um, hockey, where it was just like fucking wild. Like you know, you're swinging sticks at each other, like going like nuts, <laughs> but. Um, but that, that, uh, that AHL one was, um, that, that's probably the best like video you could find of me fighting. Right. (laughs) All right. Going into some threads. All right. So it's going to be totally different. Not even like hockey, no comedy or anything like that, but ask Reddit thread. Honest truth. 2703 says, what's the craziest thing your dog ever ate? Whoever wants to start that up. Frankie, I think you have something that happened uh, pretty recently. That my dog ate? Yeah, those edibles. Oh, shit. Yeah, me and my girlfriend's dog got into a, uh, the pantry full of dog treat edibles, and they were they were on cloud 11 for a few days and completely out of it. For a few days? Days, dogs yeah. Were high. Yeah, at least three days. They were just calm as beyond belief, and then they sprouted it back up, but my bad. worst was my my ex like a, a long time ago when I was playing for the Hawks. Actually, she ate, uh, and I had to pull it out of her hoop. Ooh. Like she was trying to poop and she couldn't, and I just pulled this bag all the way, like a Jewel Osco bag, like. Oh boy! All the way out of her butt. So that was probably the worst thing I've seen. 
my great danes they steal my food all the time because i have two great danes um so you can't hide anything from them because mm-hmm. they can they're huge and reach anything yeah they, they, yeah they eat my they literally if i take a piss they eat my lunch when i'm fucking gone so um <laughs> but they haven't eaten anything too bad so yeah he my dog ate my brother's ear pod or airpods one time that was another bad thing he's he's still a puppy he's learning what not to eat and what he should be eating yeah gary yeah. one of my airpods my younger one I don't know why. but yeah i'd say the worst was the the plastic bag that uh lola ate like that was like eight years ago but yeah Dang. Yeah, especially pulling it was just, it out of the I was on the pictures. street. Literally, I was in Bucktown and just had to pull the bag. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, it was so gross. Probably, no one probably questioned you though, so it's all good. Yeah, it's dogs being dogs. Bucktown. Yeah, yeah. Guys my being name, dudes, like man. a whole yeah, <laughs> champs being champs. Um, yeah. my dog ate like a, a whole uh, bottle of fish oil. I, I dude, I was freaking out the whole time because I was like. Is there an emergency vet around here? I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought she was, her stomach was going to explode or whatever. But, like, everybody listening out there, if they eat, like, fish oil or whatever, a whole bottle, all they do is just diarrhea everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's oil, just just like a squid. So Good yeah. to know. Definitely good to know. One other thread, we'll wrap this up afterwards, is... Frank, which one was it? Which one? I like the one, uh, the girl in the apartment one. All right. Girls coming over. How do you prepare? Hmm. Toilet paper needs to be there. Toilet paper (laughs) needs to be stocked. Hmm. And that is pretty much it. And then I'm going to take it from there. (laughs) I I I kind of... uh, This is... (laughs) I kind of like, I take the approach of like, act like you own the place, you know, like, obviously there's going to be toilet paper in the bathrooms, but it's like, I'm not going to clean up or like, do much so that it kind of works. And it's kind of like negging in a way where it's like, right. Yeah, welcome to my house. You know, (laughs) like, that kind of thing. I'm not trying to like, over cater so it looks like i'm trying so hard um so that's so i would say i don't prepare i yeah that's that's it i agree with that one thing i did was uh baby powder baby powder what you know down there oh oh you physically prepare jesus christ take a shower like i'm not i'm not (laughs) you're not animals This isn't a barn yard. Anything. Yeah, I thought you meant the house, not myself. Yeah, I put oh, deodorant anything. on my teeth for all yeah, the shit. <laughs> but yeah. I thought you meant, when you said baby powder, I, for some reason, I thought you meant your ass. It could like, have been. It was down there. It does. Around in the same area. That's what, that's what he's saying. True, yeah, okay. I get you, I get you. Nice. Well, now we know what you're into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really a lot of shit. Yeah, too much, too much. I don't, I don't even want to say, but... Well, listen, Scott, we appreciate you coming on. Um, we thank you for being patient with our uh, technical difficulties over here. Yeah. One thread at a time. Um, what? Any upcoming shows you got that you can let people know of? Yeah, man. I just got booked on some like real uh, 
real, real shows. Um, I kind of, I'm excited. I'm very excited. I, I just got booked um, at five shows in Raleigh, North Carolina, and then I got three at Zany's in Chicago um, where I'm, like, opening for, like, a real actual comedian, like a big-time comedian, like, um, so I, I kind of just, you could say made it, you know? Um, so I'm very, very excited about that. Awesome. I'm going to cry yeah. for like a half an hour yesterday, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm very, you, very excited. I would Amen. be too. Yeah. Send me, uh, I'll put, I'll post that on the description and everything. So people can yeah, come it's out. on my Instagram. Sweet. Right. And what's your Instagram? It's just Scott Darling, right? It's Scott underscore Darling 33, I think. Perfect. All right, yeah. make it out to the show. Me and Samira will try to be there. Um, we'll come yeah, down with Brian one day. Listens and comes to the show, you better fucking laugh. I will laugh. Need to laugh. I'll start Even if I'm not We got to go and watch the shows because we got to see what kind of jokes you're going to be talking about the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I can think of a lot already. So. Yeah, I believe <laughs> it. I believe that. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Scott, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so coming. much. All right. Um, All right. Thank you, guys. Scott, if you can, um, just stay on for one second.